welcome to the New Happy Podcast. My name is Stephanie Harrison, the founder of The New Happy. Today, we're talking all about the secret to having a good day, making progress. Progress is one of the secrets to living a happier life. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the scientific research behind it, how you can use this research to design better days for yourself, and the three things that you'll want to watch out for as you're doing that. The author Annie Dillard wrote that how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. All of us want to have a happier life, but many of us are guilty of trying to accomplish that by sacrificing the present day for a future tomorrow. We believe that we will be happy after a promotion, after a purchase, after a wedding, after really any goal that we set our sights on. Unfortunately, that future tomorrow doesn't ever manifest lasting happiness. Our ability to adapt to our circumstances and then to quickly take them for granted means that we are always setting our sights on the next thing. And to make matters worse, we often end up inflicting pain upon ourselves on a daily basis because we're driving towards that better tomorrow. There is a better way. We can design days that make us happy and help us to achieve the goals that matter to us. That begs the first question that we'll cover in today's episode. What are the characteristics of a good day? Researchers have turned their attention to this question, and since most of us spend the majority of our time at work, they were especially curious about what makes for good days at work. In one study that lasted for nine months, researchers at Harvard asked hundreds of employees to keep a daily diary where they wrote about everything that happened in their work lives, how they felt about it, their overall well-being, and other major events. The researchers went through and analyzed what turned into over 12,000 entries, and they discovered two very important things about having a good day. The first discovery was that our emotions have a profound impact on our performance at work. This might not feel surprising to you, but having it proven in the research is really exciting. They discovered that how someone feels on a given day has a dramatic impact on their creativity, their ingenuity, their teamwork, the overall quality of their work, and not just on that day, but even the day afterwards. People who feel more positive have dramatically better days, whereas people who feel more negative have dramatically worse days. So the next logical follow-up question was, well, what makes somebody feel more positive or more negative while they're at work? Are you ready for it? The single most important factor to how you feel at work is whether or not you made progress toward a goal that mattered to you that day. If someone made progress, it showed up in their diary. They had a dramatically better day. They felt more happy, more satisfied, more fulfilled. If they faced a setback, they had a dramatically worse day. They went home feeling disgruntled, dissatisfied, unhappy. We can use this research to do something that's pretty wonderful. We can reverse engineer our days to lead to more happiness. This is a very powerful way to immediately change how you feel every day and how you feel in the long term. Let's hear from a few new happy members about what progress does for their well-being. Hi, this is Maggie from Denver, Colorado. Recently, I've made progress towards my bigger goal of setting better boundaries at work by being able to sign off from work by 6.30, four out of five days a week, and have stopped working on Sundays for all of January. 
my name is Neda. I am from LA originally and uh, living in London for the last seven years. And a way that I made small progress towards a big goal recently. So I um, I managed a massive team of 20 and it was really, really kind of getting to be a lot on my time and my energy. So a huge win for me, um, which is actually quite small, but it is a big one, um, is that I made a proposal to get two managers on my team so each of them can manage 10 and I can focus on hiring and actually uh, developing the team and, and building the strategy and that was approved so now I'm training two managers to come and take over my team um, and I get to take a big step back and finally kind of do things other than firefight so it's a little progress but it's a massive goal because what it means is we can scale up um, and and actually like build a proper cohesive team where I can just lead and and not have to be constantly fixing breaking things. I'm Serena from California. I aspire to build meaningful conversations across generations, and I've made progress towards this by carving out 10 minutes of creative time every morning. It might seem small, but these tiny persistent actions make it easier to avoid burnout and overwhelm. This routine has blossomed into an amazing short film project to uplift senior citizens during these difficult times. Their wisdom and present laughter inspires me to keep creating 10 minutes at a time. The progress that we make in order to increase our happiness can be as small as a minute or as big as a few hours. What matters is that we feel that we are moving the ball forward in something that matters to us. This is a bit of a mindset shift from what do I need to get done today to how can I make progress on what matters to me today? It's great because it's a lot less outcome focused, a lot less pressure, and it's just generally kinder to ourselves. Here are three key ways that you can make more progress every single day. The first way is to shrink your definition of a win. To make progress every day, you have to focus on small wins. And often this means changing what you define or describe as a win. Many of us relegate wins to major accomplishments, like winning a sales deal or completing a draft of my book. Instead, we have to start categorizing accomplishments like I made that phone call or I wrote 100 words as a win. The more existing small wins that we can notice in our day and the more that we can organize our days to achieve even more small wins, the happier we will become. We get to define what a win is, and so really anything can count. If your goal is to be healthier and more in shape, then a win is walking to the mailbox or to the end of the block. If your goal is to be kinder, then making a coffee for your partner and bringing it to them is an amazing win. By lowering the bar of your definition of a win, you're actually increasing the chance of happiness. The second tip is to choose what I call a kickstart win. This might be something that you've noticed in your own life. Have you ever noticed that if you have a productive morning, the rest of your day tends to follow suit? (laughs) Or maybe more likely vice versa, if you have a morning where everything feels chaotic and you're constantly chasing behind the ball, you feel like you're never able to get on top of anything after that moment. This is something known as an upward or a downward spiral. 
Once you make one thing happen, it's a lot easier to make more things happen. You build momentum that way. So this is what I call a kickstart win. You choose a small win that you can do first thing in the morning to set you on an upward spiral. For me personally, that's doing five minutes of writing every morning, first thing in the morning. I check it off my list and my motivation starts to soar. I start to feel more in control of my life, in control of my day. That in turn gives me more motivation to continue going through my list of the things that I want to do, the other areas of making progress that matter to me. There are lots of really wonderful kickstart wins you can try. Five minutes of stretching, a morning walk, journaling, a meditation, gratitude practice. Keep it extremely small and achievable. Your goal is that you should never feel overwhelmed by it. You should be always capable of doing it. And that means keeping it, keeping it super, super small. All right. And then for tip number three, and this must be the most important of all, you have to celebrate your small wins. When you allow yourself a tiny moment of celebration every time you achieve a small win, you are increasing your motivation to further achieve more wins, but you're also ensuring that you're reaping the benefit of the happiness in the moment. And as we know from research, when you are in a more positive mood, you are a better person. You are a better person at work. You are a better partner, a better parent. These are things that truly, truly matter to you. Prioritizing your positive mood is not something selfish. It's something that should be the top of your list. Celebrating these wins is a great way to do that. You might want to savor the feeling of checking it off the list. Give yourself a physical pat on the back. Tell yourself, I did it. Or sharing with somebody you love about it. It's really important that you take a brief moment to notice and savor the feeling because you're probably letting tons of small wins pass you by unnoticed and you're missing these chances to feel good. And this is also a gift that you can give to other people. Ask your loved ones what progress they made today and then affirm them for it and celebrate with them. If you're a manager or a leader, this is even more important. The research from Harvard found that this is one of the most important things that a manager can do for somebody on their team. You can significantly increase productivity simply by helping your team to recognize and celebrate their small wins. These tips can be a huge help to you as you go out and redesign your days to be happier and therefore to have a happier life. But before you run off to do that, I want to talk very quickly about a few things that might trip you up on the way, which are really important to keep an eye out for. The first thing to be mindful of is considering the goal that you are making progress towards. Certain types of goals are more conducive to well-being and others actually hurt our well-being. Any goal that's about self-image, which means that you're doing it because you want people to think of you in a certain way, hurt your well-being. Whereas any goals that are about contributing to others and to the world around you improve your well-being. The Harvard research also points to the limitations of extrinsic goals. Things like looking for a promotion or to make more money or to get a bonus. When those events happened in the participants' diaries, they barely even registered and had a negligible impact on their mood and their performance. The second thing to be mindful of is how you respond when you don't make progress or when you have a setback. 
for most of us who are living very full, very busy lives, it's just sometimes not possible to to make progress on all of the goals in our lives every single day or even every single week. You know, sometimes life gets away from you. You miss your morning kickstart win or your kids keep you up late and you're grumpy and tired and don't have it in you. Maybe you need to prioritize rest and so you can't go for your walk or for your workout. That's okay. On those days, the most important thing that you can do is practice self-compassion rather than beating yourself up. I know this probably feels completely contrary to everything that you learned growing up about how to motivate yourself, but there's a reason behind it. Science has found that self-compassion is actually what increases our motivation to achieve our goals. In the Harvard research, they also looked at this question about what helps to increase our motivation and concluded that feeling pressured and that your organization or your manager is putting more stress on you to perform actually makes you do a worse job. It shuts down your most important skills in the workplace, like your problem solving, your creativity, your ability to connect with others, and it puts you into a state of stress where you are never going to do your best work. So the same principle holds true for the pressure that we put on ourselves. Beating ourselves up is never, ever going to help us. Being kind to ourselves is the best strategy for becoming our best selves. And that's really related to the third thing to keep in mind as you're designing your progress-filled days, making the progress enjoyable for you. Because the real purpose of embedding small wins into our daily lives is so that we can get off the treadmill of the old happy life and enjoy our days more, to feel happier every single day. And paradoxically, based on the research, this will probably make you more successful than you've ever been before. And you won't end up tying your self-worth to achievement, but instead you're building your sense of well-being, of pride, fulfillment, and meaning one happy, enjoyable day at a time. Go out there and make some progress this week. I will leave you with this quote from C.S. Lewis, who describes the power of progress so perfectly. Isn't it funny how day by day nothing changes, but when you look back, everything is different? How will you be making progress towards your meaningful life this week? Let us know on Instagram or Twitter at newhappyco or email me directly at stephanie at thenewhappy.com. Have a wonderful, progress-filled week. Thank you so much for listening.